From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, May 24th. Quito Baquito Springs is a natural water source near the U.S.-Mexico border in Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument. It's a sacred site and historic homestead to a southern Arizona tribe. It's also housing some of the state's most endangered species. But the site is now in peril. Elisa Resnick with our partners at KJZZ reports on a new effort to save it. Nestled in a thicket of mesquite and cottonwood trees, Quito Baquito is a cherished exception in a stretch of Sonoran Desert that's infamously dry. The spring has been flowing here for more than 10,000 years. The human-made pond it drains into is about half the size of a football field. It's been here since at least the 1800s. But now its clay lining is failing. Water is slowly seeping out. Danny Martin is with the National Park Service. Our intent here is to try and preserve this little oasis ecosystem for as long as we can. Making sure water stays here is vital. This pond is home to the Sonoita mud turtle and the Quito Paquito pupfish, two desert creatures who live on both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border. Their only U.S. habitat is here. Martin says relining the pond is their best chance of long-term survival. But they have to drain the water first to do it. More than two dozen people from government agencies and the Tahana Otham Nation are here today to get the turtles and pupfish out of the water. Volunteers are dragging a giant weighted fishing net through the pond called a seine. There's no rush. Here, let's here. You drop that. Pick this up here. Pick the thing up toward her. This is a big operation for two tiny animals. Pupfish grow roughly two inches long. Mud turtles, about the size of your palm. The workers are using the seine to scoop them up from the sediment at the bottom of the murky water. Only about 150 turtles are left here. Martin and his team are trying to get all of them out safely. I did not find one. Oh, got one. It's a little male. Small refuge pools built on site house the turtles and fish temporarily. A pump sucks water out of the pond and empties it into a natural wash. Martin says the old clay lining will be replaced with a thick plastic one. Oregon pipe managers hope will last longer. It's a race to save the site from the effects of climate change. We're getting hotter temperatures and more severe and more frequent droughts. They're also making other adjustments, like deepening the pond to reduce evaporation and keeping the refuge pool so the turtles and pupfish have more space. The area has already gone through big changes. Around this time in 2020, construction workers were building the Trump administration's 30-foot steel bollard border wall in Oregon Pipe. Today, the finished wall and the glean of stadium lights installed with it are visible from the pond. And uh, we used to have a lot of birds over here, and you don't see that much anymore. That's Eleanor Ortega. She's Yacharatam. Her family lived at Quito Paquito before it became part of Oregon Pipe in the 1950s. The bigger wildlife that got stuck on the other side of the wall, where are they getting their water now? Because this was their watering home. So that wall did a lot of damage. Ortega came here with her grandpa as a kid. As an adult, she's watched turtles pop out from the water's surface at the sound of traditional autumn singing during ceremonies. 
She came here today to see the new project. She's not sure what to make of it. This is going to be the last time I'm going to see it like this. The next time I see it, it's going to be different. They yeah. say it's going to be a good thing. I hope it is. Still, Ortega says she's trying to trust the work. All told, the new lining project will cost almost $500,000. Ortega's cousin, Lorraine Marquez Eiler, helped raise about 100000 of it. Eiler is a Hyachit Atom elder and a historian. At 86, she says she's seen a lot of different changes here. Some good, others not so much. I'm here, here I am. I'm, I don't represent the tribe, I don't represent anybody except my, myself, my family, my descendants, and the area that we used to live in. She wants to make sure people like her are also part of the site's future. Elisa Resnick, Tucson. The story is from our partners at KJZZ and their Tribal Natural Resources Desk. Plans to build a new desalination plant in Southern California were rejected this month after more than 20 years of debate. As Alex Hager with our partners at KUNC reports, the decision has implications for the future of the Colorado River Basin. Desalination is the process of taking seawater, pulling the salt out of it, and turning it into fresh drinking water. For a long time, that process was considered too expensive to become a viable option for supplying water to the arid southwest. But now the Colorado River is drying up, making desalination look more feasible for the Southern California cities that depend on it. That's why some were pushing the state's Coastal Commission to approve a $1.4 billion plant in Orange County. Opponents said the facility could harm wildlife and be at risk of flooding if sea levels rise. The Coastal Commission said this decision should not be seen as precedent for similar plants in the future. I'm Alex Hager. A federal judge has vacated a plan for drilling and fracking in the North Fork and Thompson Divide areas on Colorado's western slope. Morgan Neely with our partners at KDNK has more. Judge Marsha Krieger, a George W. Bush appointee, sided with Carbondale-based Wilderness Workshop and other advocacy groups. The groups sued the federal government and Gunnison Energy over a plan that would have allowed 35 new fracking wells in a 35,000-acre area. In the suit, the climate and conservation groups argued the federal government had failed to properly analyze water pollution and climate impacts. Judge Krieger agreed. Gunnison Energy is a subsidiary of billionaire Bill Koch's Oxbow Carbon. Koch owns a $100 million estate in Aspen and a 4,500-acre ranch in Paonia. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Morgan Neely. Just a note before we go, you might have noticed various reporters mentioning Rocky Mountain Community Radio on our airwaves. KZMU is a proud member of this coalition of local community radio stations. On Monday, RMCR announced Maeve Conran will serve as the coalition's first-ever managing editor and producer. Maeve brings 15 years of broadcast news experience as a news director at KGNU in Boulder, podcast producer, and TV program director at Free Speech TV. During RMCR's most recent collaborative news project highlighting fossil fuel transitions in the West, Maeve served as project coordinator. As the new RMCR managing editor, she will collaborate with journalists at a dozen community stations, increasing our capacity to cover, produce, and distribute regional news. The managing editor position is funded in part by a three-year grant from the Colorado Media Project. 
This is a great example of community radio stations banding together to produce interesting and unique stories for listeners in our region, and KZMU is happy to be a part of it. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, May 24th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.